Hello and welcome to the Japanaholic Podcast, podcast surrounded by topics about Japan discussed by one certified Japanaholic. I am your host, Taylor Fry, and I'm still stuck in quarantine, so what better time to learn Japanese than today, or at least in today's age, I guess, where we're stuck in this mess that we're all in. Uh, I'm pretty sure I am not the only one who's lately been taking this opportunity to learn a different language, uh, especially Japanese in my case. For anybody who doesn't know, I've been learning Japanese for about close to a year. Not exactly a year just quite yet, but I want to say it's about eight months. I started really learning it in June, so it may be close to a year, but I'm not sure. Um, I'm trying to think, but anyways, a couple of weeks ago when I was talking with, uh, Alex, I was discussing with him about like, you know, me learning Japanese and, you know, my plans for the future in terms of learning Japanese. Uh, for many people who are wanting to learn Japanese, you know, whether that be the near future or whether they are learning Japanese right now, uh, I've decided to go over quite a few different ways that I've been learning Japanese and possibly give off some tips and advice, kind of like in a level system. There's four different way. There's four different ways of learning Japanese, and I've gone through all four of these so far. Well, I know there's more than four, but I've kind of like slimmed it. I've like kind of made it to where it's a wide variety of choices in a way between these four. Uh, and I am sorry if I do sound sicker than usual. Because as of recording this, allergy season has kicked the third gear. So, yeah. I probably don't sound too different. It's probably my microphone that's making me sound different. Because I I always have... This microphone that I'm using is a old... Not an old, but it's a blue snowball microphone. So it's not the greatest in the world. I'm sorry. But I don't really want to use a headset when recording podcast episodes. Uh, mainly because that headset captures a lot of movement I guess in me because when I move my head you can hear a little bit of crackling because of the headset moving but anyways continuing on today I'm going to go over kind of like four different levels of Japanese learning okay starting off with the basics of Japanese learning which is learning through anime uh I've I've discussed this way too many times um but not enough times on the podcast that you can't really be fluent in Japanese because of anime. You can only learn so much Japanese through anime. You become you can become really good at Japanese like pronunciations, but then again, it is a seiyuu or a voice actor saying Japanese. And there's hundreds of different ways to say Japanese, like there's hundreds of ways to speak English, you know, with different accents and different country dialects and stuff like that. Or region dialects in Japanese case cases. Um, but, you know, I'll probably go more in detail about, like, you know, whether or not you can actually become a fluent person in Japanese just by watching anime. Or, you know, go more in depth about the Japanese language in the next coming weeks. But I'll try to keep things brief here with this, with this first level here. But this is how basically all Japanese learners start off with. They usually just start off by picking like some some popular animes and stuff like that and then go off of learning Japanese from there. Uh, no exception for me. I vote like, you know, I started watching animes just last year 
And, you know, I didn't really start learning the language till about July, shooter July or August. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I actually downloaded, like, uh, Duolingo or what I... Because Duolingo was the first app I downloaded for languages. If I can go back and go back to my thing, I can possibly say, it, possibly in a couple episodes or two. But, anyways, um, a lot of people learn Japanese through um, anime. You can really learn a good amount of language, like a, a good amount of the language in animes, but you can't become like very fluent in it. Um, like I said, it's a whole different topic that I'll go over in the next couple of weeks. Um, but number two on the list, uh, do I have my phone on me? Shoot, I do not. Crap. All right. Well, I, well my original take, I used my phone for this because uh, I had apps on my phone that I wanted to talk about. But speaking of that. Most people who start learning Japanese uh, go ahead and like download apps and stuff on their phones and look up websites on the computer and learn from there. Uh, some apps, it's some websites that I do recommend using. Okay, uh, the first one in the most bit, it's like the most popular and the most kind of the easiest way to learn Japanese but not fluent Japanese is Duolingo. Uh, everybody will, whoever, like, starts learning languages usually starts off by using Duolingo to help learn the alphabet in a way, to help learn some basic sentences and stuff like that. Um, I used it for a couple weeks, uh, actually, no, a couple months, excuse me, uh, especially at my school, I had a, uh, uh, at least for this last trimester before it got closed because of, you know, COVID, um... I actually had a uh, Japanese class where I was going to be sitting in a room for 12 weeks straight using Duolingo. Well, that would have been cool had it not freaking closed down. So, yay. It ended up being like two weeks instead of 12. So, but still, that was still good enough for me to learn a little bit of Japanese. Because, you know, 10 minutes of Japanese a day at least goes a long way. Okay? Even if it's just like the basics of things. Okay? If you like study for like two hours a day or like you know every so often like every other day maybe an hour or two that goes a long way you don't have to study like like five hours a day or something like that you don't have to go crazy something as little as like 10 minutes a day goes a long way but anyway i was in there for about an hour and a half close to an hour and a half every single day so got a good bit of japanese i mean it was mostly just me reading hiragana and katakana but the very basics of uh duolingo you know, at first, uh, had I continued taking that class, it probably would have been a whole different story, but pff, whatever. Um, but yeah, like Duolingo is a really good, uh, website. It's a real good app to use for learning the language, like learning languages like French, German, Russian. Uh, it, it, it helps. Okay. It's a good start, but I'll like, I've said this a few times, um, uh, I just don't find Duolingo to be the greatest way of learning Japanese in a fluent way. Uh, because once you become more in-depth, go more in-depth with Duolingo, you'll notice that there's, you know, repeating, like, sentences. And it's like, you'll learn how to say, like, today or right now. And you'll learn, like, vocabulary. But learning sentences in Duolingo is just... In a way, difficult for a basic learner, and most of the sentences you learn 
sometimes will not be useful in any situation possible. Okay. For example, there were like, uh, I'm on a, um, Japanese learning Facebook group. And there's been many times where I've scrolled through the, um, the page and I've seen somebody post a picture of them learning the language in Duolingo. And one of the, um, uh, one of the sentences is translated to, and I'm not kidding when I say this, I am an apple. And, you know, it's like, you don't need that sentence ever. Could have probably had it like, this is an apple or something like that, I don't know. Um, but Duolingo is a good start, okay? For learning languages in like a, a phone or an app, or a phone or a website, excuse me. Um, but the biggest, the best, the biggest, the best, and the most recommended that I... Us, that I can throw out there, okay, is Lingo Deer. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people who know what Lingo Deer is, but I could be wrong. And for anybody who does not know what Lingo Deer is, oh my god, for it being like eight bucks a month on eight to ten bucks a month, it depends on what device you're using because I think I think it varies between um I think it varies between devices because I noticed when I was on a uh on an Android device it was like 11 bucks or something like that a month that my iPhone is like eight so I could be wrong though it could have up there could have upped the price recently but I'm still paying like eight bucks a month it's not free but you know when you're learning a language I don't think you can really become a fluent you can't become fluent in a language if you don't spend a little bit of money not saying you know you don't have to spend like hundreds of dollars but it's like, you know, at least spend like 30 bucks on like a textbook or 30 bucks for like a, uh, uh, a learning software like Lingo Deer or, uh, Japanese Pod 101, which I'll get into in just, a, just, you know, after I talk about Lingo Deer, uh, cause that's another one I recommend. But if you buy Lingo Deer, uh, you know, you have two options. You can buy like the regular, like, uh, Lingo Deer. Uh, which is just like the usual, like, here's the line of text and, you know, sentence structures and blah, 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 blah. But they also have a game, the, a gaming app that, you know, is separate from their original thing. So if you're more of a, like a gaming learner, like if you like to play games to learn, which it does help, I'll admit it does help. You could pay for that as well, which is possibly the same price. I think it's five bucks. It's a little cheaper. So, and, and since it is like a brand new app, I do expect it to go up a little bit more by the end of this year. So quickly, quickly get it and buy like a, like a month or two while you can before it starts rising in prices because of how in-depth it's becoming. Because it's really good. It's really freaking good. Uh, but like if we're talking about the the normal like Lego Deer app, you know, you can learn so much. Okay, so much stuff. They have like two jet like two Japanese courses and they have like a, a fluent Japanese guidebook a travel guidebook uh and they have like several different guidebooks okay for Japanese they also have like French Russian German you know Italian the good old Italian language that I'm probably going to learn also probably once I become a little bit more fluent in Japanese but that'll probably be in a few years um just just know that Lingo Deer is one of my favorites because of how I've learned so much from Lingo Deer, and I can't recommend Lingo Deer enough to anybody who's learning Japanese and who hasn't, you know, used Lingo Deer. 
the free version doesn't really give you too much in depth. Like I think it gets rid of some of the learning tips or whatever, but you can still learn quite a bit just from using the free version by itself. So, you know, if you don't want to spend too much money, Lingodeer is possibly one of the better options to use because even though if you want to learn like sentence structures and learn like an easy way to get through the, uh, get through the, uh, the courses and stuff like that, uh, you know, you would use like the learning tips from the premium version, which does cost a little bit of money, but you know, that's fine. In my, in my case, it is fine. It's not expensive. So if it's not expensive, I'm not going to really complain about it. It's not like Rosetta Stone where it's like 200 freaking bucks for nothing. So, um, but let me move on to Japanese pod 101. Uh, Japanese pod 101 is the biggest, uh, website. Uh, for learning Japanese, obviously, because uh, even on their YouTube channel, you can learn quite a bit of phrases. So if if you want to check out uh, like Japanese Pod 101, check out their YouTube channel because they are freaking incredible with you know their content. Because uh, it's easy to learn some of the content um, if you are like a visual learner. Because um, everybody that works over at Japanese Pod 101 is a native Japanese speaker. So, you could easily learn Japanese from them. Um, but Japanese pod is a little bit more expensive to get the premium version. Um, I think it's like 12 bucks a month. I'm not entirely sure. I could be wrong on all these prices. It's just a rough estimate because um, I really haven't bought the premium version of Japanese pod in quite some time. Uh, I used to use it. When I first started learning Japanese, but the reason why I stopped using it was because I couldn't really find the time to learn Japanese uh, through Japanese Pod 101. Um, but even then, if you sign up for their, like, their their daily word of the day emails, that still goes a long way. Because every day they send me like a, a word or two uh, through the emails, and I have to guess what word it is. And then, you know, they give me like four sentences of uh, that said word, which is really helpful, really helpful. Um, in many ways than one. Um, but Japanese Pod 101 really is a good, uh, website to use. I also have an iPhone app, but it's called, like, Innovative. Yeah, Innovative. So, that is, uh, if, uh, you do plan on learning Japanese, then, you know, I would give Japanese Pod 101 a try as well, because not only could you, like, learn through videos, but you could also learn through audio, because they have, like, this little radio you could find their, you could, I think you could actually find their, like, their radio episodes on Spotify, I, or, uh, on iTunes as well, I'm not sure, I could be wrong on that, but, um, they have, they have, like, their, they have, a an audio section where you can learn some Japanese dialogues and some, uh, conversations through the audio portion of Japanese Pod 101, and if you buy the premium version, you can get a transcript of the said, um, a transcript of the said audio portion where you could read it if you're more of a reader. And I'm trying to think of what else the premium version has. There's so many good freaking things about Japanese Pod 101 uh, that I would recommend. I would recommend using that. But I still recommend Lego Deer if you, you if you do plan on like being mainly on your phone. But if you plan on being on the computer more, go with Japanese Pod 101 because it's more in-depth on the computer. And it's more access easily accessible on their website. Uh, 
And, you know, it's kind of like, in a way, it's like how Lingo Deer's website is kind of iffy at times. And how the Japanese Pod 101 phone app, Innovative, is a little iffy at times with figuring out stuff. Because with Japanese Pod 101, you start at, like, the beginner levels, and then it works your way up from there, going through, like, different stages and stuff like that of, um, of, like, uh, what's it called? Courses and stuff like that and lessons, whereas on the innovative app, you would have to, like, find it yourself, and it's, you you know, it's, you can't really go from, like, level zero to level, like, four, or whatever their level system is, and Lego Deer's website, it's, it's a little bit of a hassle, but it's not as bad as people think it is. Um, there's also, like, several different apps that I've used as well, there's, um, like a, an app just called Japanese with an exclamation point and it has the hiragana symbol for a, a? I think it's A or A I think so it's either I can't remember my phone's not with me at this point so I can't tell you but I just have to go off the top of my head but you know it helps with drawing um, hiragana and there's also like some uh, flashcards or whatever that I use it's really good. I do recommend it, but it does cost just a tad bit of money, not too much. So there's that one. And then there's this app called Kata uh, that a lot of people don't seem to use uh, too much. But it's uh, it gives you all of the hiragana, all of the katakanas. Um, it puts it in a little like quiz kind of thing. And you have to like see how quickly you can you know, memorize each and every one of the hiragana and katakanas, which in my case, I learn, I can, I've gotten used to all of hiragana, but I can't get all of katakana just quite yet. And kanji, I probably know about five kanjis. So, um, the best way to learn kanjis is like, is like in level three, I guess. Cause unfortunately there's not too many apps with kanji in there. Um, the one I could recommend f to stick with level 2 for just a moment with apps, the one I could recommend the most for, like, learning kanjis is, uh, this app called Mochi Mochi Mochi, uh, where it gives off, like, end level, like, you could actually learn some Japanese end levels from there, so, like, I've been learning end 5, so I can easily learn a couple things from that. Uh, which is really helpful. I mean, if you're wanting to learn like N5 or N4, N3, N2, or N1 Japanese levels, Mochi Mochi is one of the, the apps where it can actually help you in that. Uh, so if you're learning kanji, I would recommend using that app. Because that one's actually... To, ah, I'm going to say it, it does cost like possibly like three bucks. But like I said, I could be wrong. Um, I think it may be free, but I could be entirely wrong. Again, sorry if I am wrong. <laughs> but now let's move on to level three, which level three is if you really don't want, if you're really more into like learning via books. Okay. If you're not so much of a learner from like online, or if you find learning through like books and stuff to be quite quite your style which it is for me i'm a mix of all four of these levels so i learned through anime i learned through uh using like duolingo lingo deer and all the apps i just talked about but i also learned through books uh spe more specifically like textbooks and stuff like that that you can buy off like amazon for like 20 30 bucks or something like that um uh, 
what I actually got in my hand right now uh, is the Ultimate Japanese Phrase Book by Kids Podcast Nagamura and Kokyo uh, Tsuchiya. Uh, I was recommended this book by Chris Broad, who, like, you know, I saw the video of him going through his bookcase and stuff like that. And he pulled out one of the books, and one of the books he mentioned was the Ultimate Japanese Phrase Book. And I thought, that is so, that looks like an interesting book for me. Because of the fact that it says on the on the front cover that it's 1,800 sentences for everyday use. 1,800 sentences. And it's like, who would not want this book for anybody learning Japanese? Because this book goes from the very, I mean, even in the beginning, for like a complete, like in the, uh, like page 21 or whatever, they, they go over all of the particles. So you can even learn how to, like, you know, speak the particles and stuff like that. And you got, you know, word order, pronunciations, and then, you know, you get to, like, the very basics. You got the, you got the, you know, wakarimashita, ikimashou, sugoire, chotomate, taskete, hayogazaimasu. You know, you got the, the basics. And then the farther you get into the book, which is, like, 320 pages big, okay, you got more and more like difficult uh sentences and even some that are on the 18 plus side wink wink but i recommend i recommend using the ultimate japanese phrase book that cost me about 20 bucks and it, it like it was it was really good for about that thing being 300 freaking pages that thing almost costs costs as much as a, a manga on barnes and nobles just saying that thing is really useful um, but I can't, you know, I can't recommend that book enough. And then I also recommend like learning some, like the best way to learn kanji in my opinion is learning through like books and stuff and like, um, handwritten books. Cause there's some kanji books. Do I have one on me right now? I don't think so. Damn it. Wait, no. Dang it. Anyway. Um, but I've been, I've been, I have these like, uh, kanji handbooks or whatever. Where it gives me the kanji, it gives me like how you say this kanji, and it gives me a way to remember it. But it, but the main part is stroke orders and how to actually draw out the kanjis. I've used that book quite a bit. Uh, it's it it's difficult to use it when you don't when you're not in a school setting, or when you're in a very learning style mood or whatever. So the only way, the only reason I would recommend using the books is if you're really into like reading and writing while at the same time if you are in like a school setting like if you're just at a school and you're bored you know and you and you want to learn some kanji that that's a way as well but i don't know i i'm not much i don't do much like reading and writing outside of school um like textbook wise because you know the last thing I want to do when I'm at my house is pull out a textbook and write stuff in my freaking textbook. You know, I want to do that at school, but since I'm a high school graduate now, I can't really do that, can I? But there's there's so many different, like, kanji books and, like, Japanese, like, learning books that even if you're away from your phone, away from your computer, don't have access to internet, it's still so easy to learn Japanese through those said handbooks and said uh, textbooks that it's like, it, you know, it may cost, it's probably the most expensive option because, well, I want to say that, but the fourth one's kind of way out there, but 
we'll get to that in just a moment. But, like, outside of, like, apps, outside of, like, you know, everything else in the world, the books are probably the best option, okay? Because, um, like I said, even though this, this Facebook cost me, like, 20, 25 bucks or whatever, you know, you got 300 and, like, 318, 360, 320, excuse me, pages of Japanese learning, and it's like, you know, most of these things in this in this Facebook, you can pretty much use almost on a daily basis. I mean, it's literally on the front cover, 18, 1,800 sentences for everyday use, and I couldn't be more wrong about that the more you read it. I mean... Probably about half of those you probably don't want to use if you want to get your ass kicked or something like that. Damn it, my voice cracked. But, yeah. Probably one of my favorite books to read is that book right there. And I can't recommend that book enough. But there's also, like, kanji handbooks and stuff like that. Now, as well as Japanese mangas, okay? If you can find the manga versions or the Japanese versions of said mangas, possibly that is another way of learning it. But you would have to you would have to learn how to read hiragana. You would have to learn how to read katakana and maybe some kanji. But they do give off the hiragana port. They do they do give off the hiragana of it right next to it. At least for some of the mangas that I have in Japanese. I have the domestic Nakata shows first volume in Japanese. Uh, so that's it. That's a way for me to learn in a weird way. Learn some Japanese there. But, you know, you would have to learn how to read hiragana, and you would have to learn what each of the, the the vocabularies mean and stuff like that. It's it's kind of up there. If you could read Japanese mangas, like in the Japanese language, then you're clearly getting somewhere with your Japanese learning. So, good on you if you can do that. Uh, and this final one, um, this one is something like... Not a whole lot of Japanese learners will do uh, if they are like a level one because you can't because most people probably won't jump to level four here if you're only listening or if you're only watching anime and not really learning for like different other like you know from level two or level three. Um, and that's getting into the Jap Japanese culture itself. Um, what I mean by this is, you know, you don't just watch anime. You listen to Japanese music. You watch other Japanese, like, television shows. You know, you read up on Japanese news. You know, just get into the Japanese culture. Because the more you get into the Japanese culture, the more you understand the Japanese language. And the more you realize that, oh, that's why they say it like this and not like this. Because the biggest example of this is the difference between Kiego which is formal talk, and non-kiego, which is non-formal talk. Um, to an outsider who literally only watches anime, they wouldn't know the difference between kiego and non-kiego. Okay? Um, formal talk versus informal talk. It's, it's kind of like how in English, you know, we have our polite talk, and then there's also times in English where we don't have our polite talk. Um, I'll go more, like, I don't want to go more in depth in this right now because it, that would take me an hour to explain in a way. And I'm going to explain more about the Japanese language later down the road, especially when I get more fluent in the language itself. But, you know, when you learn the language, you got to know the difference between Kego and non-Kego. But if you don't, 
go through like if you don't go on level four style like learning ways, which is like you learn the language through like uh, YouTubers like Yuta and Dogen, and you know abroad in Japan when they do when he does his like Japanese learning kind of things. Or, you know, you listen to Japanese music and study the, the lyrics between, you know, the lyrics of everything there in the Romanji system and in the English system and, you know, that sort of stuff. I would not recommend learning Romanji too much because in Japanese, there's three different learning systems. There's, or not learning systems, but there's three different scripts, Hiragana, Katakana, and Kaji. Um... But there's also, like, a fourth one, which is Romanji, which is, you know, English-typed writing or whatever. I would not recommend basing off everything you learn in Japanese off that. Because it is almost impossible to learn Japanese if you're only learning through Romanji. If you're, if you're only reading the English part of the, of the, the text, it's not very—you won't get too far. You can learn—that's how you learn how to say it, but you gotta mainly learn what it looks like in Japanese text. Like, with kaji, hiragana, and katakana at times. That's just, you know, that's how it, that's common sense, in my opinion. But, um, you gotta learn Japanese through, like, podcasts, if you want to. Uh, which I kind of, I forgot to mention this in level 2, actually. You know, if you want to learn podcasts, uh, or if you want to learn Japanese, excuse me, you gotta, you can also listen through it, through, like, podcasts and stuff like that. Uh, Tofugu, 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 I think that's how you say it. Uh, podcast uh, is a Japanese learning podcast that I've listened to quite a bit where they take like a few different Japanese like learning topics and they just branch off of that for like, you know, 50 minutes to an hour each episode while promoting their Watakani website. Absolutely recommend that because, you know, if you want to learn Japanese and you're like, you, you're in a podcast mood, there you go. Uh, but yeah, just use, just like learn the, the culture, because the more culture of Japan you learn, the more of the language you also learn, because, you know, it, it helps to learn why Japanese people speak this way, while also speaking it completely different in anime. Because in most animes, they don't use, they don't give a crap about the whole Kego and non-Kego thing. Uh, Yuta, uh, a YouTuber named Yuta. Um, he, he spoke about this when speaking about Megamine and how she speaks, um, Japanese. He mentioned that, uh, Megamine uses Kiego to most of, you know, her, uh, party mates. Well, actually all of her party mates. Uh, she, the only time she really doesn't, she, she still uses it to Union on occasions. Union even uses Kiego to most people, but Union doesn't use Kiego to make me at times. Uh, but anyway, um, Yuta is probably one of the bigger ways of learning Japanese because he talks about Japanese culture while discussing the Japanese language. So that's the biggest example I can give off of that. Um, now before I head off the, the pod, before I end off this podcast for the week, I just want, you know, there's a question that, you know, always gets asked when learning the Japanese language um, that I kind of want to answer today. Um, and that's, when learning the Japanese language, is it really necessary to become so fluent in Japanese in today's world? You know, 
is it is it really necessary to become so fluent in Japanese that you can almost speak it natively in today's world? To that I say, to a fluent native, native language style level, possibly not if you don't plan on going to Japan in the future for like months on end or for, you know, to move in general. Okay. The only, like, even when you're visiting Japan, you don't really need to have like that much of Japanese levels to get by in Japan. It's kind of most commonly known that even if you just plan on visiting Japan and, you know, and you're going for like two weeks or something like that, you don't need that much Japanese knowledge to survive in Japan. You you need a little bit, but you don't need like the most advanced stuff, okay? It's recommended though because, you know, obviously the more of the language you know, the easier it is on your trip and stuff like that, especially if it's your first time going, like me in October, you know, so. But, you know, if you don't have a future plan with Japan, it's probably not the greatest idea to learn the, the language. Now, there is a couple exceptions. If you do have, uh, like, Japanese foreign exchange students coming to, your, uh, coming to your area, yeah, obviously, if you want to become friends with them, you do want to, you know, speak some Japanese to them. So, you know, it there's some exceptions. I, I can't really give off a definitive answer whether or not, you know, it's worth learning Japanese when you don't really have any plans of moving to Japan or visiting Japan in that instance. It's difficult. It depends on your situation. If you have a Japanese friend or if you uh, have a Japanese foreign exchange student, student, yeah, you probably want to learn some Japanese so you become friends with them and, you know, teach them some English as well or, you know, your native language as well. But... For, for my instance, I'm learning Japanese because I plan on moving next year, or at least in a few years. I really want it to be next year, but with how everything's gone down the freaking toilet, it's it's difficult. It's difficult, and I, I hate it. That, that kind of foiled my plans because, you know, everything is kind of going down the toilet. I was going to say something. I was going to say, like, something else about the Japanese language. And my mind just completely went blank. And now I can't remember it at all. And ah, damn it. Ah, give me Maybe I'll remember it here. I can't remember it. And probably while I'm editing this, I'll probably remember what I was going to say. And I'll have those moments where it's like, you should have said this, idiot. But I don't know. I forgot what I was going to say. I knew I was going to say something. And then as soon as I was about to say it, it went out of my mind. And then I just can't remember. I hate myself for instantly forgetting this. That I was going to say something. Dang it. Anyway. I think I'll end it off on this episode for this week. On the podcast. Uh, I just can't thank you guys enough for listening to this podcast every like week or so. Um, future plans for this podcast. I'm, you know, I do this every week with future plans. And it always never works out. But, uh... I plan on getting a co-host here soon, so it's not just a one-man podcast. Unless it's, you know, unless you people prefer that it stays one man, which not a whole lot of people will. So, I'll probably get a co-host here soon. I don't know when. So, preferably, i probably wait until I actually move next year. So, um, the plan is, is that I move in April, but it could be pushed back to July. And I don't really want to push it back to July, especially with the amount of plans that I had. But, screw it. 
Oh, I knew what I was going to say now. Language schools. Duh. God. All right. Finally found out. Thank God. Okay. Language schools. They're a big way to learn Japanese as well, but they're only in Japan for the most part, and they're mostly catered towards foreigners. So, if you want to learn Japanese and you've got a language school near you in your country, I want to know that because I, I, I seriously want to know if there's a language school near you that does Japanese or if there's a, a language, if there's like a, if your school gives you Japanese and stuff like that. Because that's also a way of learning it is learning it through a school, but my school doesn't have Japanese. It only has French, uh, Spanish. That's it. <laughs> um. And if there's any other language I want to learn in the world, that's Italian. So, uh, I'll probably learn some Italian here in the next couple of years. I don't know if I've said that already. But, yeah, that'll end it for this week's episode of the podcast here. Uh, next week, I have something very special planned. I haven't done this since the very first episode of the podcast. Actually, it technically is the third, but I got rid of the first two episodes because I hated those two episodes. Because they were stupid episodes and, uh I'll probably make a, another introduction episode <laughs> way down the line, possibly like on the one year anniversary or something like that. But anyway, next week, the planned episode is for anime discussions. I haven't done those. I haven't done those since the first episode where I discussed your recap, but I'm not going to say which I'm not going to say which anime I'm going to s- discuss next week. That will be revealed on the episode itself. So sit in anticipation for next week's episode because that one will be another anime discussions where I just discuss an anime for about hopefully a half an hour or more and discuss what I think about the series and all in of itself and I will have it to where possibly like the first like x amount of minutes or whatever will be non-spoiler related so if you're interested in the series itself and you haven't seen it which will possibly happen every once in a while I will allow you to uh listen to the episode without being spoiled uh i'll probably go over the characters i'll probably go over the a little bit of a story the storyline of it but i won't spoil anything and then i'll transition into the whole spoiler part of the show but thank you all so much for tuning in to the episode of the japanaholic podcast i've been taylor fry the certified japanaholic signing off good night stay safe <laughs>